Hello and welcome to Prince Track by Track. I'm your host Darren and today we're going to be talking about Purple Rain from the album Purple Rain or I think as it's correctly called uh, music from the soundtrack to the <laughs> motion picture Purple Rain. Uh, this song is also featured on the hits too. Uh, it was recorded on the 3rd of August 1983 at First Avenue with a number of other songs from this album. Overdubs with the strings were done on in during August and September of 1983 um, and it was released on the 25th of June 1984 with the rest of the album. It is Prince and the Revolution, Bobby Z, Brown Mark, uh, Wendy and Lisa, Matt Fink and then on cello, David Coleman. Uh, mm-hmm. Novi Nogok on violin and viola and Susie Katayama on cello. Now, those string artists will actually return for the next album, which will be Around the World in a Day. And there's a lot of strings on Around the World in a yep. Day. Uh, they will be the ones who mostly contribute to that. The track itself is 8 minutes 45 if you have the Prince Deluxe. If you have the normal CD, for some reason it was 3 seconds shorter. I don't want that to happen there, but uh, obviously in the 80s they missed those few seconds off. There are a ton of different edits to this song, but the most prominent one is the single edit, uh, which is 4 minutes and 2 seconds, which had the B-side of God. Uh, which, without the lyrics, was better known as the love theme from Purple Rain, um, which was released as a single in the UK on the 10th of September, uh, 1984, and in the US on on the 26th of September, 1984. Um, Previous two singles from this album reached number one. This peaked at number two on the Billboard Hot 100. um, And... Uh, on various other charts around the world it performed a lot better it got number four on the billboard uh, black chart it was number one in belgium for some reason it only got to number 12 in france it was number eight in ireland it was number eight in the uk Um, when prince died it recharted at number 62 in the uk um, and it recharted in the us um, i think on a number of different charts at number one but on the billboard charts it only uh, managed to reappear back at number four. Uh, and it went to number one in, in various other countries. You know, mostly it was, you know, it sold, I think, a million copies in the US. And since, since you know, it's been released, it's sold over a million and a half copies. I think it's getting close to two million at this particular point. You know, it is basically uh, one of the most successful songs that Prince ever released. Um, you know, and joining me to discuss the song today is Antu. Hello, Antu. Uh, hey, Darren, how are you? I'm good. You know, obviously this song appears, uh, it is the song that basically wins the, the Prince. I don't know what he wins, actually. I mean, uh, he, <laughs> in he, the he, film... He, <laughs> he wins the nod of the booker or whatever, that guy. Yeah, of Billy. Yeah, he takes off his hat. Manager. Or Am I wrong? Does he take off his hat or sunglasses or whatever? And he's like... Oh, this is real shit. No, he doesn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, he doesn't take his hat or sunglasses off. He just nods <laughs> along slowly as the chorus starts. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, so it's it's the third to last song in the film. After this, you have uh, I Will Die For You and Baby I'm A Star, which obviously are the previous two tracks on the album. Um, you know, this song, in the various... Because, I mean, I don't think I've really talked about this, um, but as the album was recorded throughout 1983, there were various different configurations Mm-hmm. Um, and this was going to be the sixth track when it was uh, the 7th of November version of the album uh, in 1983. And then it was moved to be the eighth track on the the, the, the kind of March version, 1984. And then just before release, it became the ninth track. Um, it's still the final track, but moved back one because they added I Would Die For You to the track listing of the album. 
I uh, I thought a few uh, things around. I thought like when Doves Cry was like the last minute addition to the record because indeed it was Prince basically um, before uh, you know Purple Rain the kind of the film was you know as it was filming before they they had a track listing for the album. Prince wanted this to be another double album after 1999, which, you know, 1999 was, you know, a relative success. And Prince wanted to have, I think the original track listing was going to be twice as long. So it was going to be 18 songs. Uh, A lot of those songs have shown up in other places, Mm -hmm. um, you know, on, on different albums. There was actually, I think a couple of them end up on Graffiti Bridge. There's one which was re-recorded for Bat Dance. There's a couple which were done (laughs) during Love Sexy Basically, all the songs that, and there was a couple of B-sides, like 17 Days and stuff, were going to be on the album. Um, and so, you know, Prince kind of just ended up moving those to, to be B-sides or, or moving mm-hmm. them. And obviously, you know, stuff like God was going to be on the album, but they just kept that as a B-side. You know, there's there's a lot of tracks that, that ended up kind of getting, you know, lost from the whole thing. But, you know, we end up with this being the ninth and final track. Um, and you know that's pretty much how it was always going to be the final track after after the first kind of configuration. Though it would have been interesting if this had been kind of in the middle of the album, and then you'd had <laughs> yeah, like you're ending one side with like this pretty conclusive song as well. It's very like <laughs> this is how you end uh, like an album, like or and you know it kind of pretty much leads into the last part of the film. You know, like hey, the third. The, the basic conflict of the narrative is over after you hear Purple Rain, basically. And of course, throughout the film, if I'm assuming anyone who's listening to this, it doesn't need to be told about the plot of Purple Rain, but throughout Purple Rain, you do get to hear uh, little snippets of what is the kind of the opening chords. Uh, and they're played supposedly by Wendy and Lisa. Um, and, you know, they, they've got them on this tape and they keep... Prince kind of keeps playing it and listening to it and deciding whether or not he wants to turn it into a song for the band. But, you know, with it being a ballad... And interestingly enough, you know, like... Um, there are a couple of slower songs on the album. Um, in fact, I would say that, you know, um, Take Me With You was kind of like... Almost like another ballad. But uh, that I, isn't... I, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, Sorry. Take Me With You is never never performed as a song by the band. That's yeah. the only song on the on the soundtrack that's never performed by the band on stage at any point. Um, in fact, they don't really perform When Doves Cry, but you, you kind of get yeah, to yeah. see little bits of them performing while When Doves Cry plays in the film. So it kind of creates that impression. But yeah, you know, like um, the, the, the kind of the idea is Prince doesn't want to use music by other people. Uh, something which yeah. you know was very much true in real life. Although interestingly enough, the title track for the next album was written by someone who wasn't Prince, and it was a completely you know it was an idea by somebody else that was given to Prince. So you know he wasn't above taking music from other mm-hmm. sources. But in the in the film, it's very clear that the kid is you know the leader of the band, and yeah. he will decide what songs they play. And so I... you know the 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 fact that they play Purple Rain represents him kind of saying to Wendy and Lisa yes you are my equals and I will play your song I, I I only recently saw Purple Rain like I saw it after I saw it for the first time after his death and you know like obviously you have this idea of Prince being this all controlling alter and then like in the film I was really shocked that in the film like Wendy and Lisa are like posited as as the co-authors of Purple Rain and that, that seemed yeah. bat crazy to me that like you know in the film he was kind of being <laughs> almost democratic in a way and then obviously he had written all the music and all that stuff and also yeah that seems insane 
hit. Like that. That was in the film. That. Because like, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that seems so naughty to me. Um, well, as a choice. Uh, well, I I think I think the thing is, of course, you know, um, that's the kid. That's not Prince. Yeah. You know, Prince. Um, you know, he himself very rarely had other people write with him. Yep. Uh, whereas, you know, obviously, you know, as a, as a character, the kid is willing to accept music from other people. You're kind of suggesting uh, that, like, well, I meant, yes, like, having the kid get into that sort of conflict makes sense for, a, like, a film, I guess, yeah. Sort of like, okay, let's yeah. throw more conflict into this not-so-great <laughs> movie. The, the storyline of the kid gradually kind of letting the rest of his band contribute music, it kind of is... It's not a prominent storyline, but it allows the song Purple Rain to kind of work as a plot point, but also work as a climax of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the dilemma is, and this is kind of the dilemma from about halfway into the film, uh, Billy, the manager, says to Prince, just before When Dove Cry starts up, uh, he says, you know, I've got, I've got four acts and I only need three. Uh, the idea being that... Um, I t- I'm in, for the love of me, I can't figure out who he's he's trying to tell me that the the fourth act is because obviously you have Prince, you have the kid and the revolution, yeah, and who are just always billed as just the revolution in the film, by the way. Mm-hmm. So you just have the revolution, you've got the time, and then you have um, Apollonia Six. And I, I don't know who the fourth. Isn't I it guess Des who, Dickinson the, singing modern air? It must be Des. Yeah, yeah. I guess <laughs> I mean, he only sings one song, and that's it, and then he's not in the. So it's but yeah so I guess those are the four acts and you know Billy is going to drop one of those acts um, and I guess the implication is that after playing Purple Rain yeah. Prince is so beloved by the crowd <laughs> that they're going to drop Apollonia Six maybe Court, I, d- I mean do they get back together or are they an item again because of <laughs> what's happening in in the film at that point <laughs> during during I Will Die for You you do get a little bit of Prince like redec- like kind of cleaning up the basement where yeah he's, and they're, you know, they're hanging out music. again I guess yeah I, the impl- I mean I guess the implication I've always taken it that Apollonia Six is the group that's going to get dropped okay. because they're the most recent group that that were, that were added but I guess Des Dickerson could get screwed out of, of everything in this deal I mean <laughs> oh, I don't t- know Purple Rain is all the time even because you know. like the t- like Morris Day's character in the film isn't a nice man at all like he's he's kind of like a really seedy not so nice person like you know he's the antagonist in this scenario <laughs> uh, but the thing is the time are also relatively successful yeah. like they're the ones who bring the crowds in mm-hmm. um a- again so, that in fact <laughs> that as like a latecomer to the film i'm like what in what world is the time more significant or popular than prince like that that seemed crazy to me like that was hard to suspend my disbelief i'm like Okay, all right. The thing is, the thing is, and two, they have not one but two songs that have their own dances <laughs> because they have Jungle Love, which has the dance where they go across the stage and they they shake their hips, and they also have the Bird, where they literally flap their arms like a bird. So they have two songs that have their own dances. That's you know success in 1983 oh. in the Twin Cities. Oh yeah, it's uh, having a song that has a dance. So I assume Billy is like, okay, they're creating dance crazes like. Bring in the clientele. Only the clientele can do these dances, do these songs. I'm going to get them in. <laughs> the funniest thing is when they've got Jungle Love, there are like three dancers on the balcony who start doing the yeah. Jungle Love dance like that nobody can see apart from the camera. So I don't know who they're dancing for. It's really, it's a really weird touch. But yeah, I mean, you know, this is a song that essentially wins 
the the revolution, whatever is up for for grabs, basically. Yeah. You know, they get a two song encore after this, so uh, you know, and, and everyone seems super happy. <laughs> I, you know, after this. this. Anyway, this was clearly very successful. You know, uh, the film Purple Rain it won a number of awards. You know, it was nominated for best original song for uh, the Golden Globes. Uh, not this track in particular. That was When Does Cry. Uh, it was nominated for the Razzies um, for Worst Original Song for Sex Shooter and Worst okay. Original Star for Apollonia. It, it won Best Music Original Score for Purple Rain at the Academy Awards. It won Best Soundtrack at the Brit Awards. It won Best Grammy for Best Album of Instrumental Score Written for a Motion Picture or Television Special. <laughs> um, and, you know, Prince won Outstanding Actor at the Image Awards. Um, and uh, 20 years later, it got a special award at the World Soundtrack Awards. I don't know what those are, but uh, Purple Rain got that. Um, you know, Purple Rain itself was a number one movie. The album mm. was a number one album. And like we, I said, you know, um, When Does Cry and, uh, you know, Let's Go Crazy, number one singles. So, you know, such a kind of, you know, a huge success, um, you know, that, uh, that, you know, kind of propelled Prince mm -hmm. into the mainstream. Um, you know the single, uh, like we said, charted all over the place. Didn't quite get to number one, but stayed on the stayed on the Billboard charts for sixteen weeks. Mm. Um, so you know, basically, <laughs> uh, what is that like? Almost four months of just you know this one song going up and down the charts. Mm. Um, you know, and um, you know the song itself. Um, Bobby Z. Um, uh, you know, his brother David Rifkin was recording the nineteen eighty three concert at first avenue um and you know he said that basically they had like this kind of um this this recorder that they'd they brought from the record plant in new york mm -hmm. uh this like mobile recording unit um the, the concert where it was played apparently was was like packed it was 70 minutes purple rain was like the final song that they played and you know the whole band played it live and you know it was recorded live and then, obviously, you know, Prince went and did the overdubs, uh, removing a verse, taking it from 11 minutes down to, to eight minutes and then adding the, you know, the super long fade out. Such a long fade out goes on, <laughs> goes on for like four minutes. <laughs> this song is 50 percent fade out. Um, but, you know, let's talk about the song in terms of what's in the song, because, you know, I think, you know, everyone kind of relates to the lyrics. Um, there's not much of the lyrics, but. You know, because we pretty much get into, you know, a great guitar solo uh, before we get like the chorus one more time and then we go for the fade out. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Prince saying that and this, you know, could be directed at uh, Wendy and Lisa uh, in the film. It certainly it reads like he's singing this to them as kind of a way to make things up where he says, I never meant to cause you any sorrow. I never meant to cause you any pain. And, you know, I only wanted to one time see you laughing. I only wanted to see you laughing in the purple rain now it's interesting because obviously his voice has like a, a slight echo on it there's like a little yep. bit of a delay so whenever he says you know i never meant to cause you any sorrow there's a little bit of a kind of a half a second delay where you get the word sorrow one more time um and yep. you know the chorus itself is simply as many videos on youtube which have the lyrics to this will tell you it's just purple rain purple rain purple rain purple rain purple rain purple rain 
And then, of course, you know, mm. a line about what Prince wants you to be doing in the Purple Rain. First time round, he wants to see you bathing in it. Second time round, he wants to see you underneath it. Um, and, you know, I like the kind of the very the kind of simplicity of the lyrics. You know, mm. there's not the, the interesting thing is, you know, he says sorrow and he for some reason rhymes that with laughing, which doesn't make any sense. No, I, uh, I think although he it, rhymes pain with rain. Of, <laughs> yeah, well, he's doing one of those. Uh, songwriting techniques where he's not rhyming he's not rhyming on the first couplet or whatever he's just yeah he's he he the first rhyme in the song is pain and rain so yeah and is that the same thing yeah okay so the second verse he's rhyming lover with another and friend and yeah. the end so yeah that is that yeah. is weird but uh it's not it's not <laughs> that uncommon though like as a technique yeah it's just that it stands out to me in the song because yeah like we said the second time the second verse seems directed at Apollonia, who, of course, in the film is in the audience, uh, standing about a foot above everybody else around her. She is quite conspicuous. Uh, where, you know, Prince says, I never wanted to be your weekend lover. And I love the kind of emphasis on weekend. Weekend lover. I should sort of disclose the fact that I've, I've had to sing this song live for, for <laughs> twice. Like once at a school recital, I study music. And uh, I also performed it at the Prince Prince Open Mic Tribute Night thing after shortly after his death, and um, okay, yeah. So <laughs> you know the emphasis on certain words like drilled into my head, but uh, <laughs> yeah, he only wanted to be some kind of friend to Apollonia apparently, and then I I don't know this is kind of weird because he says, "Baby, I can never steal you <laughs> from another," uh, and then of course he says, "It's such a shame our friendship had to end." And then we go to the chorus again. Okay. Now, after the chorus, we then get the guitar solo, uh, which, you know, is possibly one of Prince's best guitar solos. Yeah. I really love this guitar solo, um, you know, uh, and it, it it's one of those solos that isn't fast, but it just has like a lot of kind of repeated phrases and kind of mm -hmm. notes just left to ring. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, we then start to get from that guitar solo we actually get the refrain mm -hmm. that kind of comes later on in the song because you get the yeah. kind of the, the jump in between the two notes. Yeah. And that's that starts in the guitar solo, which is like, you know, that's one of the things that kind of marks Prince out as kind of like a genius is the fact that something that kind of becomes a kind of, uh, you know, a refrain later on in the song starts at a, on a different instrument mm -hmm. and it isn't even, it's not even sung, you know, it's just, it's just, it's part of the solo. Mm, um yeah, it I, it it's obviously referencing a melody that will come later, and that's like a really good way to like introduce the listener yeah. to it. Uh, yeah, I I agree. I I would yeah, it's easily one of his best solos. It's really it's kind of it seems easy to play at first. Like you could probably go, oh, that sounds yeah. pretty simple, and then he speeds up a little bit towards the end and makes it all bluesy. And yeah, but it's a really effective solo, and it's and it's not it's not a shredding gimmicky thing that. Like it's not just yeah, yeah it's it has a lot of feeling and emotion to it. When it gets to go when it when because obviously it starts up quite high, but when it gets to the lower part mm -hmm. and it goes into the ding 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 ding, that part kind of comes in mm -hmm. underneath like with the solo and the solo is kind of leading that part of the of the band playing that, mm -hmm. um, you know, and knowing that it's a live performance, you can almost feel that parts of this song are written so that Prince can look over at the band and be like, this is this is the next part of the song. This is what we've got to do. Have you, and so uh, they kind of follow with him. Have you seen the video footage of the first performance of it? 
well, first and the recording of of the of the song, the 1983 performance. Yeah, because I I think it was yeah. on YouTube shortly, and it, watching that was incredible. And it, it, you can see him sort of like look at <laughs> the, the other band me- members and telegraph what's like the form of the song and what's going on and all that stuff. And and you know, obviously, then after the guitar solo, um, you know, we kind of. I, I, we get Prince. Now, here's the thing. There's a little tiny bit of feedback that comes in that on this next bit. Uh-huh. You know, that's what kind of gives it away that it was a live performance. And it's something that Prince never bothered to correct. He just kind of kept it there. But when he does his kind of screaming of the, honey, I know, I know the times are changing. And, you know, he doesn't sing it like that. He sings it properly. Um, and then when he talks about, you know, it's time we all reach out for something new. That means you too. And... You know, like, I don't know what he's saying here, apart from the fact that he says, you want a leader, but you can't seem to make up your mind. <laughs> I think you better close it and let me guide you to the Purple Rain. Now, I, it's funny because obviously then, you know, we just get the whole kind of like, for the rest of the song then, it's just the Purple Rain, ref, you know, over and over again. Yep. But then also we get the kind of, uh, you know, then the, the crowd starts singing along. Mm-hmm. Um, as they as the, as every single live performance after the film came out shows you, you know, the crowd knew what to do as soon as Prince started going, you know, doing the the kind of the singing part, and they kind of just then sang it for the rest of the song, and that's <coughs> that's what the song became about. You refer, you're referring to that falsetto part where he's just going, yeah, yeah, uh, which, which is way out of way out of my range. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I can hear every note in it except for the top one that he does in yeah yeah, but uh yeah, I you know we shouldn't move over that so uh, flippantly but uh, I think that you know I was just listening to the song before we recorded I just think uh, he, watching these performances where the audience is singing in their falsetto range it, I think that's the greatest for me at least musically one of the greatest impacts of the song where like oh he, he kind of got he's sold this really beautiful falsetto line to the public really and, and gets them to sing it it's, you know and it's a yeah you know, and it's a really great line as well. It's just so beautiful, and I, I I like as well how the the final thing that he sings on this album, you know, essentially is basically incomprehensible. You can't you can't tell what he's singing, but he's singing. I only want to see you. I only want to see you in the purple rain. Those the, the, when he says I only want to see you, you he's screaming it so hard you can't tell what he's actually saying. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, the, the finals the final words on this album are purple rain and you know kind of kind of fits with with you know what you'd expect um but yeah this is probably one of the better kind of i mean probably one of the greatest out of prince's final album songs mm-hmm. uh i'd say you know like this is probably one of the the best kind of finishes to an album um you know i would only i mean maybe i mean i like temptation because that's a silly song uh, sometimes it snows in April is a little bit kind of on kind the, of melodramatic on the nose as a closer probably a bit. But, but, but <laughs> yeah, that's a, I will say uh, that's a solid song though. Like I have nothing no, nothing against it. No, it's a great song. Um, you know, but I would uh, mainly because I think I possibly like Sign of the Times a little bit better than Purple Rain. Mm-hmm. I think Adore is possibly my favorite like final track. Mm-hmm. You know, and obviously Bat Dance is is a whole different beast. You know, in terms of Prince songs. Um, but yeah, this is, you know, I don't think anyone's going to dispute that this is, you know, five out of five, mm-hmm. you know, just a great ending to an album. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, the fact that, um, you know, Prince, he was nominated for some, you know, like nominated for so many awards, but he he performed this at the uh, American Music Awards in mm-hmm. 1985. 
you know, which is kind of like the rivals to the Grammys yep. that kind of sprang up in the late 70s. Uh, and that's a great performance, you know, Prince and, and the Revolution, you know, doing the song. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously Prince performed this song so many times uh, over his career, you know, um, it's on the Love Sexy Live. It's on the DVD that comes with the, the the deluxe version of Purple Rain. You know, if you go on YouTube and search for Purple Rain Live, Prince did it every single year on mm. every single tour, um, apart from when he changed his name. Um, uh, really? And like that he, was the only- <laughs> yeah, he kind of when he when he wasn't Prince when he was Symbol, he kind of dropped it for a few years. Uh, there's a there's a period from like 92 to about 99 where he didn't perform this song. Okay. You know, he didn't he didn't perform anything by what? Prince. He just performed okay. basically like the Gold Experience and, you know, Crystal Ball and Emancipation. You mm-hmm. know, like the stuff from that period was just what he played at that time. Um, and it was only kind of after he'd mended some bridges with Warners later on mm-hmm. that he started performing it regularly again. That sounds like a, a real, real bummer. <laughs> like, to sort of been separated from something that you've created for legal reasons. And obviously, I, I, I guess he could have sung those songs, I guess, but he probably, weren't, probably wasn't going to be profiting from them, or...? I just don't think he wanted to give Warner Brothers the publicity, yeah. you know? Like, he didn't want to promote these albums that were warner brothers he was trying to do something that a lot of artists do which is to be more than a greatest hits act yep. you know to to have a tour that isn't just you know here are, here is here's a load of kind of like you know greatest hit songs yep. you know but here's two who two songs from the new album that nobody likes you know yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he never wanted to do that he always wanted to he always wanted to play the songs from the album that he was putting out yep. and he always wanted to you know by the time purple rain came out he pretty much recorded most of Around the World in a Day. Like, he was already... By the time the public became enamoured of this song, yeah. he was already sick of it and he was already moving on. So, you know, it's not a surprise that, you know, he, he kind of dropped it for a few years just to kind of get away from that. But, you know, by the time you got to the early 2000s, he was he was more willing to embrace mm-hmm. the idea of, you know, going out and doing a tour and giving people the greatest hits, yep. you know, letting them hear what they wanted. Um, and, you know, it is a little sad that... I mean, I guess not a little sad but you know the the final the final performance that prince did was in atlanta georgia uh, on the 14th of april and you know the final song that he played essentially on the set list was purple rain so you know this was the this was the final song that he he ever played um and, and he you know he i mean it, it was done as part of a kind of a very long medley and he, he threw a little bit of the beautiful ones in there and a little bit of diamonds and pearls uh, but essentially purple rain was the final song that he would ever play uh, you know, and then uh, a, a week later, he he was dead. Mm. Um, you know, so you know, uh, the the song has a certain kind of level of resonance. Um, but you know, I, I think it's just one of the you know, it's just one of those great Prince songs. And of course, you know, we we can't not talk about this song and not mention the Super Bowl performance. Um, you know, he he had that gigantic Prince symbol, st- <laughs> Prince symbol kind of like stage yeah. that he was on that had all the flashing lights, and he had his purple Prince symbol guitar. Um, you know, purple. He mentioned it in a, pr- a few other songs before now, but obviously after Purple Rain, purple just became the color associated with Prince. Um, and that Super Bowl performance, you know, um, there's a very interesting video on on uh, on YouTube put up by the NFL about the kind of preparation for that performance, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know from Super Bowl 41, 
and he you know he he came out and he did this you know he hadn't he hadn't prominently been in the pop culture discussion for a little while you know he'd kind of been out of the limelight yeah um you know a- after rainbow children he he didn't release another album for like 3 years um i mean he put albums out but you know between you know rainbow mm-hmm. children and musicology nothing really got any kind of traction yep um and so this was his kind of big kind of comeback on an international stage and that performance is possibly one of the best kind of like super bowl performances i'm sure other people will tell you other artists were you know gave great super bowl performances um but they're wrong because this was clearly the best <laughs> yeah I, um you know so and the, the, the fact that as purple rain started it did start to rain and the way the lights were set it you know it looked like the rain was purple mm-hmm. and you know it was it was just a, kind of a magical moment totally agree with you like i watched some of that performance and it was just really thrilling and yeah really magical and seeing his silhouette on those those giant sheets that came up and yeah it's just yeah, really, a really great performance. It's kind of interesting. I mean, here's the weirdest thing. I I never really watched the Super Bowl uh, because obviously I'm not American. So uh, <laughs> like most of the people in the world, I don't care about American football. Um, you know, so uh, I I didn't know that Prince was actually performing at the Super Bowl. I hadn't paid any attention yep. to that. And I just happened to be awake at around the time where half like the halftime show was going to start. And I had my TV on. Uh, over here it's shown on the BBC and obviously the BBC does not show adverts so when the Americans go to all those stupid adverts that mm-hmm. are on at the Super Bowl um, the BBC just goes back to the studio and has people talking and they mentioned Prince's name and I was like this is really weird why are, why are the BBC at like one o'clock in the morning talking about Prince on this you know yeah. football show this doesn't make any sense to me and <laughs> then I realised that they were talking about him because he was about to perform mm-hmm. And then I just watched that whole performance. And then after that, I went to sleep. Because I think it was about like <laughs> half one in the morning by the time it finished. Um, but like, it just, it was just breathtaking just to see, mm. you know, what he could do. And the crowd roar on the field and kind of dancing around the stage. And, you know, he was in full command of that entire stadium. Um, and that's, you know, and that, that, that performance, like the Paul Rain was the perfect kind of climax to that performance to kind of say to, I don't know how many hundred people, hundred million people watching, you know, this is Prince and this is what he's good at is being in front of a live crowd and having them in the palm of his hand. There's like also that aspect of where he's, you know, towards that, the end of Purple Rain where he's singing that falsetto hook and uh, the audience are like, he are singing along and, you know, he leads into it by saying, sing it. And, uh, and no, he says like, y'all want to sing tonight? And then, the audience is the entire stadium is singing and you know that's like a real testament to how great that song is how resonant it is that melody and him as an artist and you know it you know you said it yourself like he was out of like the public eye and for, uh, you know he wasn't you know quote, quote unquote relevant at the time so you know it was you know even watching it today i was like oh that's really beautiful that you know that song and his work was still still meant something to to you know the audience. You know there are so few artists who you can put on at a Super Bowl show that people will you know know the name of and mm. 
will recognize you know they've had you know like the rolling stones and they've had aerosmith and you know michael jackson and madonna like you start to go down the list and you know if you want to look at recent performances in the last kind of like five years mm-hmm. i'm sure there's a large portion of the population who enjoy american football who are like who are these people i don't know who these people yep. are but those those people aren't going to say who is prince because you know they knew at the time who prince was because you know he he was you know, so huge in the eighties. And that's something that I think can easily be forgotten. Um, and I think purple rain, you know, this is the song that, you know, along with the, the other singles from this album, basically spent so much time on the charts in like 84, 85 and kind of solidly established him as, as, you know, someone who could just go by one name. Mm. Uh, you know, very, very few people get to have the privilege of being known by one name. And I think Prince, uh, you know, with this particular song and with this album, he kind of achieved that. And also, you know, in a certain way, that hurt the next album, you know, because because for Prince, you know, he wanted to move on and he wanted to he wanted to have his next album come out and he wanted to start, you know, promoting those songs. And, you know, people weren't ready to move on because they loved this album so much, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, so obviously it's a it's a double edged sword when you have this level of success. Um, But yeah, you know. Uh, I would I would say, you know, are there any good cover versions of Purple Rain out there? But the answer is no, there aren't. Um, <laughs> there aren't any good cover versions Wait, of Purple Rain. Have you out heard there. any? Like, what what's your what's one of your picklers of like versions? No, I did. Do you know what? I didn't even bother looking because okay. I know that none of them. I don't think I don't think there's any version that I've heard people cover it, and I don't think they ever. All yeah. they ever do is the first verse, and then they do the singing, and then they they kind of give up, and that's <laughs> you know. They don't really ever. No one's ever going to do the the full eight minutes of justice. I, I, I will say off the top of my head, I can't think of any performance of Purple Rain. Well, like, <laughs> yeah, but I know it's a pretty hard song to cover and perform, and yeah, it, I know there's a certain energy and magic to it, and yeah, it's an intimidating song to perform. I I will say that it's. But yeah, so I mean, you know, it's just it's one of those songs where you know if you're a Prince fan, you know you can get you can get tired of it. Because it's it's kind of there's a point where it was a little overplayed, mm-hmm. um, but at the same time you have to step back and just say you know this is this was one of the greatest songs that he ever wrote. Yeah. So you know that's that's why everyone wants to play it all the time. I, I get it, it mad when people say oh, I I like Purple Rain but it's too long. I want to punch him in the face. I'm like what? oh I I've got no complaint about that. <laughs> yeah, I've got no yeah, complaint about the fact that it's all I know. Stuff. That's not yeah. a problem. I think yeah. I think the problem comes from the fact that when people think of Prince, yep. you know, they they generally go to the singles, and obviously this is probably you know his most well known song. Yep. So it does have a tendency I, to get a lot. I will play. say that's an understandable like sort of choice in my mind. Like it's a great song. It's not like you can't blame the people for liking it. It's, <laughs> it, it's what I got, guess I can't. <laughs> yeah, it's what got Billy <laughs> to nod his goddamn head. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Billy was a Billy was a tough customer as well. That guy, he would not give an inch. Um, you know, he in particular he didn't like it when people only played one song and then just left the stage. What's okay? Um, you got to think about how crazy. Like, look, the song is really long, and that's that in it in and of itself. Like, a song of this length shouldn't be this popular and all that stuff. It's uh, it's ridiculous that this song is as popular as it is, and it's a great song as well. But yeah, just. There's a lot of weird factors where, like, only Prince could pull it off. I don't think we have anything else to say about Purple yep. Rain, other than it's probably one of the greatest songs ever written. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's go to plug. Uh, so just follow me on Twitter at Antu Comedy. Uh, I plug my gigs in Melbourne and 
any other products I'm putting out or stuff I like. Okay, and you can follow us at Prince Track by Track on Facebook or Prince Podcast on Twitter, or you can email us, not sure why you would, at PrinceTrackByTrack at gmail.com. Thanks for joining me to talk about this song and two. Uh, no, no problem, Darren. I had a great time. And we are going to be returning with Around the World in a Day, uh, which disappointingly most people didn't feel was Purple Rain 2, uh, <laughs> which is what they wanted, which they didn't get. Because Prince, being capricious as he is, decided to go in a completely different direction. Join us for that. And otherwise, goodbye. Right, goodbye. Goodbye.